Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode of Blue Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash blue shirts breakaway today to get access to our BSBOTs, which by the way will be after most midweek games now moving forward. Uh, actual hockey to talk about. You get access to our Discord and much more. And most importantly, you get to support the show by buying Greg or I a coffee and keep, that's how we keep the show going. You get it. We have made it. It has been a long off season. We have official real NHL hockey on Thursday with the Rangers. I am very excited. We will talk about Will Cooley. We will talk about Lafreniere. We have Julia Stewart-Binks on the show. And we will talk about the season preview and much more. Thank you for being with us. It is another long season. And let's keep our brains together and not freak out or melt down after one game. After two, if you want to do that, that's fine. We'll see you there. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier. And you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Greg Kaplan. Greg, it is opening week. Say hello. Oh, we did it. We did it. We finally did it. We fired the Mets GM. <laughs> we made him resign. <laughs> no, no, we, hey, no, he didn't get fired. He resigned under his own accord. Phantom Jake, Phantom IL, makes you think. I, my entire life is one big ghost story, Ryan. <laughs> I saw... I saw Dumb Money this past weekend. Never heard of it. What is it? Uh, the It's the GameStop movie. There's no other way for me to describe oh, okay, it. okay, okay. No, I know exactly what it is now. Yes. Yeah, bad, by the way. Really? Can I say? Yeah, That's I didn't enjoy bad. it. That's I didn't sad. enjoy it. I, mm. I'm starting to learn I'm not a Paul Dano guy. Oh, I love Paul Dano. Yeah, I, I think he peaked with Girl Next Door and should have retired from acting after that. That's an insane take, but continue. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't care for the movie. It was, um... It was like, God, there's really no nice way to say this. So let's just be as mean as humanly possible. Yeah, go for it. That's what we're here for. Uh, it was the big short for idiots. Got it. Does, does that make sense? It's Wall Street bets the big short. Yeah, I we lived that. We were very much on a slack with all our friends with nothing to fucking do. Yeah. Making bets on the stock market through I Robin Hood. I didn't do this, but I watched everybody. Yes. Yeah, you, you were there. You were flying on the wall. I was. I, was I totally, I totally forgot how much I hated the Wall Street bets crowd. Completely forgot I hated them. I respect it. I uh, think it's an interesting culture. Uh, get your money any way you can do it. Hey, Whatever you I was, do. Listen, I benefited from it. I had AMC stock for stupid reasons. You really so did. I, <laughs> I, I, I bought AMC stock months before I even knew what a short squeeze was because I said, listen, all we're going to have to do is go to movie theaters. In a couple months. That's all we're going to do. So it. There was like two bucks a share. I bought 50 of them and I just let it ride. And I got to tell you, Ryan, uh, did all right. It was pretty coolly. Speaking of which, nice transition. Mm. Oh, man. That was there's, some interesting, there's some interesting things to talk about over the past week, shall we? Uh, the Rangers played another preseason game. Uh, I think the only thing that mattered in that game is the top line that played together at that point in time. Was I don't even think that mattered. The only thing that really mattered to me is nobody got hurt. 
Yep, there you Except go. Except Tyler Pitlick. Alexis Lafreniere is also now hurt, so we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Uh, we don't know what it is. It's day-to-day as well. Uh, Heedle seems to be skating again, but the big story, and I guess we could start here, is the one player we thought would not make this roster was Will Cooley. He has made the roster. Uh, he's also put into some interesting places. We're going to go over the lines in just a second. Vincent tweeted them out earlier this week, what he believes to be the opening night lines based on practice. And Will Cooley is playing second line right wing right now. When asked after the game if he's ever played right wing, he said no. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. So it's almost uh, Brian. It's almost it's almost like asking lefties to play righty isn't actually. All I knew that this hard. was going to be good for you, and I understand yeah. that. Yeah. The, um, can, I, can I get my hot take? Well, can I push back on one thing you said? For sure, first? please, please. I think you said the one player we said wasn't going to make this roster was actually Brennan Othman. We were pretty forceful on that front. That's correct. We, we both said Cooley could. But we'd be surprised if he did, only because of the sheer bodies the Rangers had in front of him and the fact that neither you nor me wanted to see him anywhere near the 13F role. And if that was the option, we'd rather him go to Hartford, play top-line minutes, keep developing, all that jazz. He's ready. I'm not worried at all about him being able to handle the NHL. I think he, for sure, will handle... Specific roles that the Rangers could give him. We'll get into whether we think he's top six caliber or any of that. He's he's good. I have no problems with this. I like it. And if this is a way to wake up the Rangers roster a little bit for a completely uninspiring preseason, cool, great, grand. Um, but it is surprising. I, 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 don't, I don't think we can call it anything beyond that. I'll give you the hotness. Um, I actually think it was a bad move to huh? keep it. I know. I know. I've just seen this show too many times. And while Cooley has been, according to Larry Brooks, the best Ranger in camp, he has performed. They, they actually, for the first time, said it's a meritocracy and rewarded it. I've just seen the Rangers rush these players, come up, and force them into positions they, they should not be in. I understand that they don't want him in a bottom-line role, so they're going to they're gonna do everything else. I'd prefer him to play with Trojak and Wheeler. I saw the stats of that line in the preseason. It looks pretty good. Not that the preseason matters. It does not. But Cooley could really benefit from that time in the AHL. Let him get a couple weeks. It's not that big a deal. Keep Rosinski up here. And uh, and to be honest, and I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, and I tweeted it over the weekend, seeing Jimmy Vesey as the odd man out 13 skater is shocking to me. It's, it's a total surprise. I thought Vesey last year was a stalwart of the lineup in terms of, hey, he could be versatile. He could score. He could play great defense. He's a two-way skater. He can go up and down the lineup. He can do whatever you want. And all of a sudden, it's like Pitlick and Benino are above him in the and and Cooley are above him in the pecking order. I'd rather see Pitlick sit or Benino sit and have them be thirteenth forwards. So while I think it's really cool that Cooley made the roster, no pun intended there, and it's awesome that we're actually for the first time having a meritocracy. I've just watched forwards develop on this team over the past five years, and it has been bad. Uh, and I guess if he's shit, they just send him down, and that's it. But I would have kept him down in the AHL for me for like six weeks. It, it's a bummer. It's not exciting. But I would have made him force his way up. Two things. Hit me. First, uh, I'm not yet buying into the VC's not going to be in the opening line lineup routine. I'm not going to react to what practice lines were on an NFL Sunday a full five days before the regular season begins. I'm sorry. Not going to do it. Um, it's obviously going to change. Lafreniere and Heedle can't get hit yet. We don't know if they're going to be ready to go for opening night. We sure hope they are. But if Lafreniere 
and Heedle don't progress in the next four days, line's going to change again, and I'll react to it when they change again. So, yeah, I hear you on the Jimmy VC front. I, it was surprising to see at the same time. I, you're absolutely right about everything you said in regards to Jimmy VC and how he played last year. But I think on a really good hockey team, Jimmy VC is on the cusp of not being a every night player. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I only 12 guys can dress. And if I have 12 guys that are dressing that I think are really good, and my 13th guy is Jimmy VC, Ryan, I feel phenomenal. Like, that to me is not a problem. That feels great. What a thing where I don't have to worry about Jimmy VC possibly being one of my eight best forwards like we did at times last year. This is sometimes it was seven or eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is wonderful. I, I love it. Thank Christ that we have a full lineup with depth. On the Cooley front, I'll push back on you again. Um, As you should, and I think a lot of people will be on your side with this. Well, uh, you say that. I think I'm about to be mean. Oh, because (laughs) uh, I'm I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to be mean to how people once again view prospects, which is, I think, my holy crusade on this year's show. Now, not every prospect's a top prospect. We we say that all the time, but you know, I mean it when I say it. There are guys, now this is a tough example because they didn't have great seasons, but like, you don't worry about the long-term ramifications of putting David Peterson and Tyler McGill in certain situations because they're really just guys. Will Cooley really is just a guy. I think long-term we've said it, he's probably destined for a nice career as a bottom six winger that adds a little size and a little toughness in the new-aged hockey sense to your lineup. When I hear stuff where I don't want Will Cooley on my fourth line, I actually tilt my head and go, really? Isn't that kind of his destiny a little bit? Where I don't... Here's the thing I don't want Will Cooley doing ever. uh, Sniffing power play time, sniffing penalty kill time, and being relied upon to produce offense in this New York Ranger lineup. He shouldn't have to be. To me, just because he's young, and sure, his career can take steps and he can continue to develop and he can grow leaps and the bounds. The odds he becomes a second-line player. Ryan, is- the odds that he scores 20 goals in a single season are long. Long. He's just not that guy. So to me, the way you're talking about him, where you'd hope you go down to the minors, continue to develop, blah, blah, blah. That's how I feel about Brennan Othman, a guy I think has a legitimate chance to be that next caliber type player, even if the odds are stacked against him. With Will Cooley, I think the fact that he's going to have a long, sustained, decent NHL career, that's job well done, buddy. We did it. We developed a guy. They don't all have to be stars. So I'm really cool. <laughs> hey, this pun's going to suck. That's never going to stop, is it? This, this pun's <laughs> going to suck. I think it's great that... Will Cooley, at a young age, forced his way onto this New York Ranger roster. But frankly, I don't want to see him in the top six. I don't think that's his role. I think that's overexposing him on a in a lineup where you have plenty of other options that are better to go above him. But if you want him to insert attitude and energy in your bottom six, I see the vision. I get it. I think it's great. And when he has a 25-point season... At the end of the year, I'm going to be thumbs up calling his success, and he'll be in my top 10 
Rangers who's exceeded expectations. But, you know, this is a guy that had 45 points in Hartford last year, and that was more than I was expecting there. I don't see that for him in his future in the NHL. He's not that guy. Has a good shot, not a playmaker, definitely a pest to play against, has all those sort of uh, intangibles that you'd want, and clearly has out-hustled and played his way onto the roster. And, and all credit to him. It, like, you don't, it's, it's really hard to impress Larry Brooks. Can we agree? Like, it's, it's, it is hard to do that. And in terms of saying he was the best player in, in preseason camp, which, by the way, a lot of players are not trying. I think, I think we've established that at this point. But you can at least see that he gave it his all and put his body on the line every night, and he's compared to Lafreniere, sent a message, et cetera, whatever you want to say. We do not know what the Laf injury is. We will never find out, or maybe it'll be weeks before we find out at this point. But maybe he was playing injured in the preseason. I literally have no idea. But Will Cooley making that is sort of a message. I, I think that could be what it, what it is overall. This guy worked his ass off, and he's here, and we're rewarding him by giving him top six minutes in a practice. When it comes to opening night, and maybe you and I in a second could talk about what we believe the lines would be ourselves opening night. But maybe he's not in that top six spot. But for right now, it's telling the other guys, this guy has worked his ass off and he's earned top six moments. Because the only other player I think has, that is really, their value has risen throughout camp has been Capo Caco. And I don't think it's particularly close. Can we talk about Caco? I'm happy you I, brought his name up. I would love to. Because <laughs> I, I'm sure you've noticed this trend over the last week as well. And it's really bothered me. Hmm. It seems like, the Lafreniere conversation has gotten to the point where people are also calling Capo Caco a problem. This is, this is, yes, I could not agree more. Uh, this has been Caco and Lafreniere. I was like, buddy, it is not both of them. Yeah, just because I they just, were drafted back to back. That is not it. Right. And I guess people are still stuck in the mindset where if you go second overall, you have to be a 75 point player. It just has to be Ryan. You were taking that high. You have to win fucking heart trophies. Okay. I'll, I'll go out and live here. I think for the first time in maybe Kako's entire NHL career, I feel like that's still a possibility. Oh, no. Like, it, I'm not saying you'll do it. I'm I saying know. It's a possibility. I, I just, you, but, you, but two you years your... ago, I would, I would tell you there's no fucking chance, but I'm really happy the way he's developing. <laughs> but I was, I was listening to 32 thoughts right before we started recording and by God, they're not alone. I don't know if this is a specifically Canadian thing. Cause I do feel like most Ranger fans, the sensible ones, the ones we interact with on a daily basis, not the, the, I believe the word drew likes to use is troglodytes. Not wow. talking about that. That's them. very, very... Uh, do they, never mind. Go on. Go, no, ask the question, Ryan. <laughs> do they know what that means? There's no fucking chance they know what uh, that means. Continue. Anyway, everyone's like, wow, Kabakako hasn't developed the way the Rangers thought. And to be fair, absolutely, he has not developed the way I thought. Because I didn't realize I was getting a Selkie caliber winger um, that didn't know that was in play when we drafted Kabakako. But the way outside media has been talking about Kako is in the way that makes it seem as though we're, as Ranger fans and Rangers followers, incredibly disappointed with how Capo Caco's developed. No. And I don't know how this has started. It, I, I honestly, once again, think it's as simple as people look at the line score, see he scored 40 points last year, and go, well, I guess he's a bust. 
Which no, no, he's very good and uh, quite actually, good and quite reliable, and I'm quite confident he's going to be great this year. His, I have he, no problems with Capocaco. He has extreme. His floor is what it is right now, and that is a good to great NHL player who is going to provide a lot of value for you. And if you can figure out his shot and maybe get power play one time, he will be an excellent NHL player. Period. End of story. There's no. There's nothing else there. I actually think. And again, uh, this will be the last time I say this. The preseason games didn't matter, but one of the takeaways I did have was, man, Capocaco looks legitimately. Very good out there. He also looks faster. He seems more confident. Even his quotes to the media after the game, where he's talking about playing with Kreider and Zabinajad. It's like, no, we kind of know what we want to do out there together now. We we know how to create offense. I, I know my role. They know their role. And we all work together. It's like, cool. That's, that's the top line. And I, I don't see that line breaking up at any point for at least the first three weeks. I just, I don't know how the conversation turned from, it's almost like people were angry at Lafreniere that they must also be angry at the other number two top two pick that the Rangers currently have on their roster. No, getting rid of Capococco anytime in the next five years is a gigantic mistake. It, it's huge. He's still young as hell. What is he even 23 yet at this point? It's, it's ridiculous. And uh, the ability to, that he gives on the, on the right wing, right wing in New York Rangers system. I don't know if you've seen it is really, really low right now. They're playing Will Cooley <laughs> at top six. So and he's never played right wing before. There you go. Uh, so Capococco is a necessity for this Ranger squad for the next, I don't know, five, six years because they don't have other right wingers. And he has the ability to play number one power play, of which he will not. They're going right back to what they did last year, which is not a surprise. Shocked, I say. No, we all knew, right? It was never going to be. I don't know. There were people chirping and chatting about how someone else was going to get on that top power play unit. I wish, I wish. to. If I go back to the meritocracy point that I made earlier in this, I think Kako had played him way, his way onto a power play one and didn't really get a shot at it at all. Not once. So that's, that's not meritocracy, but it's meritocracy for Cooley. Not, I don't know what it is. So it's, I'm not at the practices every day, so I can't tell you, but I do, I do know what I've seen. And Kako has been the best player on the ice the entire preseason. And I, I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah. I was just annoyed that all of a sudden we have to, there are conversations happening on a level above us. And I'm looking at you, Elliot Friedman, that is insinuating Kako Kako is not up to snuff. And to me, that's simply ignorance and not watching and not understanding, which is fine. I get it. They got to cover 32 teams. We cover one. When it comes to the Rangers, we have the advantage. They also have to focus on the Canadian teams. Like, let's not lie. They have to. (laughs) Yeah, they They do. They spend 10 minutes talking about a Sam Lafferty trade. Do you have any thoughts on the Sam Lafferty trade, Ryan? No, dude. Why would you? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Why? Well, who cares? I'm sorry. He's gonna right. get. He's gonna get waived in what three weeks? We focus on one team, which is a totally different game. I'm sure some people would tell us uh, about if they know their teams, they'd be like, "You don't believe this guy's value, etc." Like, I have no, I have no idea, dude. I don't watch the West. I don't believe Sam Lafferty's value. Can I go out on a limb and say that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't believe in his value, Ryan. Okay, I think that's not really a hot take. <laughs> I don't think you're. I don't think you're gonna get slandered for that one, my friend. Nah, come at me, Canucks Twitter. I can handle you. Uh, oh boy. We'll get to the, one day we might, we might have a trade with the Canucks. We'll see how that goes. We had one last year, Ryan. Oh yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fun time. Uh, do you want to do the lines with me? Uh, I mean, lines we expect to happen on opening night or lines. We expect breaking Uh, down lines from Sunday because you're a crazy person. I don't want to break down the the lines from Sunday. The lines we expect on opening night. It's our own opinion. So I think, I think Kreider is advantage at Kako is the first line. We all agree. Yeah, I, do you want to simplify this to the only change I expect to happen between opening night and what happened yesterday is I expect Cooley to be left-wing third line and Lafreniere to be right-wing second line? 
Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think it's just good for people that don't follow Vince. And there are people that don't aren't on Twitter like us all the time, uh, which is... So the top nine would be as follows. Kreider, Zibanejad, Kako, Panarin, Hedl, Lafreniere, Cooley, Trocek, Wheeler, and then the fourth line of fun friends, Goodrow, Bonino, Pitlick, and maybe VC gets in there instead of Pitlick or something like that. And the only other thing that is uh, notable is that Jones will, will, will certainly be the healthy scratch for the seven defensemen. Yeah. Everything else is the same. Are you bummed that we're not going to get Miller Fox off the rip? A little bit. I think there's... Um, how do I put this? So they're, they're putting Zibanejad and Kreider back together because the chemistry is just there. This is the boyfriend theory that we've talked about forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing they're, they're doing that with Fox and Lindgren as well, where it's they play better together. They're more comfortable. They probably spoke to them. They probably said they want to be back together, and that was it. And I think, I think there will come a time when adversity strikes where they'll go right back to Fox Miller. When that you, is, I don't know. I don't mind that they're starting the season with it. I will mind if we don't get 15 games of Miller-Fox, though, at some point in time. I agree. You at least have to, to make a run on it. You, you, know, you at least just got to give see it a what shot. you have. Because also, I think it's really important to see what you got with um, Lindgren-Truba, frankly. And Truba uh, has handled his taking himself off of Power Play 2 pretty well. Not that Power Play 2 matters. It gets 29 seconds and uh, never really gets an opportunity. But Miller and Gustafson will be running both Power Play 2 I don't know which one will be running it on night one. Probably Gustafson. He has, he's been very, very good mm. and hasn't and has experience running the power play where Miller does not. And you're telling me you expect Igor Shosturkin to start for the Rangers in goal? I actually you- do, yeah. I think uh, the quick thing is uh, I was talking to somebody over the weekend. I won't name who, but they were like, yeah, Quick's probably out of here by December. No big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Did you tell so, Josh I said hi? Yeah, I did tell Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, nice call out. Thank you, thank you. I just the way you phrased it, I uh, I sniffed that one out like a <laughs> yeah, fucking honestly, grenade. Honestly, a perfect call. Sorry, Josh, you're listening right now. My yeah, friends. yeah. No, I I listen. When you're, t- I I don't know. I great. The ra- I like this range of lineup. I do. I I have no notes. I and this isn't to say that I if the Rangers lose three to two on opening night to Buffalo Sabers, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to worry about it. I. I treat the first six weeks of hockey season just like I treat the first uh, – nope, that's a bad example. I yep. freak out about anything that happens in a Met game. But what a sane person would treat the first six weeks of the Met season. It's- You're not supposed to look at the standings. This is a fun fact. Um, do you know in England, they would never post a Premier League table until after match week five? Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Newspapers would not print the table until there had been five match weeks. Makes sense because what's the point? Yeah, that's why I think normal baseball fans say Memorial Day. You're not really supposed to look at the standings until Memorial Day. And in hockey, you're not really supposed to give a shit until Thanksgiving. I think 10 to 15 games is really where I'm – that's where I start to panic. Everything else before that is sort of evaluation. What is this team? Where are we? What sucks and what doesn't? And can we – what can we improve? That's really really it, the first 15 games. After that, it's meltdowns and whatever else. Mm-hmm. The Rangers were a bad hockey team in December last year. uh, Bad is not doing it justice. I mean, they scored 107 points last year. Yeah, and they Uh, were awful until about mid-December. Yes, yes. And the projections this year have them anywhere between, again, 107 and 95 points, which no matter what is pretty much a playoff team. Yeah. So even the lowest projections have them at 95. The only way they probably go below that is with an Igor Shosturkin injury, of course, as we know. So, by the way... Uh, Tampa Bay has uh, an injury to their goalie, and they are still also projected at 95 points. So, 
You it's can sustain it. You can fight through it. Uh, but let's just hope it doesn't happen. That's yeah. it. I mean, what, like, what, what? It's not like the Rangers have Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. <laughs> Things are going to go terrible <laughs> here. Oh, boy. It's been an interesting postseason so far for uh, ex-Mets. That's all I'll say. Did you see? I saw a stat yesterday. Um, there were five teams in baseball that won north of 92 games all last year. Swept. They're 0-8. And those are oh, those eight home games of all. They've been eight home games. Yeah, this is a whole. The playoffs are just a different beast. It's a totally different animal than the regular season. And yet, Ryan, I got to tell you, I think baseball has finally perfected their postseason. It's great. I like how they're doing it. I love the three game wild card. And there's no excuse. Kurt, Clayton Kershaw sucks in the postseason. He just sucks. Yeah, it's a fact. What else do you want me to say? I, he won, they won a made-up World Series in a 60-game season against your bum-ass team. But Clayton Kershaw has always sucked rude. in the postseason. Yes, rude. Um, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, I, well, the one thing I do like about the hockey playoffs comparatively is that it's always seven games. It's always first to four. I think that, that just, like, the better teams win overall. But then also the better teams die. Like, which is the other part of the NHL that's very strange is that by the time you get to the the Stanley Cup Finals, you're dead. <laughs> and like it's it's almost who's more healthy at that point in time yeah, can that's win the cup. Why the Panthers didn't beat the Knights? Right, I think they would have if they were healthy. They were on fire, but they all had broken ribs and broken foot and broken femurs and everything else, and they couldn't they couldn't do it. They couldn't skate through it. I don't know. I I hear what you're saying. At the same time, I, I think the variance in a seven-game series is not that much different than the variance in a five-game series. There's a lot still of the times, completely short sample sizes where you're probably only getting to face the other team's best starting pitchers twice. I just think there's more random uh, aspects in baseball and hockey comparatively to, say, a basketball where the number one seed hardly ever loses to an eight seed, no matter what the game amount. Yeah, but that's because the number one seed has Kevin Durant, LeBron James. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. They got Nikola the Jokic. Like, yeah. The NBA, the stars are going to win out unless the star is having a catastrophically bad series. In hockey, even Connor McDavid is in, on the ice 40% of the time. Yep. So exactly. it's, and then again, with baseball, you know, I will say this. We don't have to go down the whole rabbit hole on baseball right now. We've jumped the shark when it comes to using pitching staffs and bullpens in playoff games. We're, we're past the point of recognition. This isn't baseball anymore. Why this was Jose Barrios taken out in the fourth inning? This is a BSBOT, but we can do 40 minutes on this because I, I it is two hours on this. It's shocking. <laughs> we just, like the twins are getting applauded because they let Pablo Lopez go 102 pitches in seven innings. He yeah, was throwing a shutout, Ryan. It's playoffs. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, are we they doing? Took, at least took out their guy early, but it worked out. So. Verlander was only allowed to go to 92 pitches and the Astros almost coughed it up because of the, uh, because of it. Sick. Um, last thing I want to talk about, then we'll get to our guests and come back and do five star questions. Look, it's list time. Oh, God. I, I hate list time, but I do end up looking at all the lists. And the only thing I want to say is this. It's very interesting. I looked at the NHL Top 50. It's published by the NHL. So I would think they know what they're talking about, right? Mm. Um, there's only one Carolina Hurricane in the Top 50. And it's very funny to see that, mostly because almost every single projection has them as the best team, if not by far the best team other than the Edmonton Oilers, who have two of the best players, number one and three, respectively, on the NHL top 50. And it's just very funny to see only Ajo had made the top 50 and still how much of a favorite they are because of the systems they run, because of Rod, and because of the overall just above-average quality of their team. It's, 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 it's such a unique team 
to be scared of because there's no real stars, and yet every single year they're projected to win a million points, and yet the, then the playoffs come. So I'm go. excited to bring this up with Julie um, because I, I, I wonder what her take is. But have you noticed the upswell in, boy, look out for the Penguins, that you've been seeing the last couple of days? Yeah, what? What is what, this? What's going on? What are we looking out for? It's like, Sidney <laughs> Crosby hiding? <laughs> Do they, but not, yes, they have Sidney Crosby. Yes, they have Evgeny Malkin. But, okay, I'm not taking Eric Carlson seriously until I have to. And once again, who's in goal? What goalie am I afraid of? Tristan Jari? But this is like the Penguins aren't a secret. This is like this isn't a secret team. We've been talking about the Penguins every single year for the last twenty years, no matter what has happened. They're not. They're not like look out for the. No, yes, I know Sidney Crosby is good. Yes, I know he could drag a sorry ass team to the playoffs. Yeah, I understand all this. What do we look out? I'm not looking out for anything. Yes, I, I I've been looking at him in my face the whole fucking time. What I don't are you know. talking about, Ryan? This could be LeBron's year. Could be. <laughs> I think I think LeBron still got it. Yeah, no shit, buddy. <laughs> It's like every single year he's still got it until he retires. I'm not they, – they, you could tell me anything about Sidney Crosby. He's like, he's got 70 points. It's the halfway mark. Great. Yeah, he's freaking awesome. What do you want? How sick does it make you that LeBron James is now the oldest player in the NBA? Uh, yeah, it makes me feel really old. And yeah, I'm only it's 34. It's, it's really, really hard. I don't know I, why it's a core memory where I remember like where I was in my kitchen when I saw the LeBron James Sports Illustrated cover. I think that one and the Bryce Harper one are the two big ones I always think about. It's like oh, well, I, I, was, I, I there are a couple I Met ones Bryce. I'm gonna think about before yes. Bryce Harper. That makes sense. But Le, the LeBron one, I can tell you exactly where I was in my childhood home, in my kitchen, at my kitchen table when I first saw that cover. And now all of a sudden, he's still playing at the highest level, and he's the <laughs> oldest player. So, and he's still a top ten player in the NBA. It's yeah, crazy. no, come on. Even City at this the point, same way. City Crosby's the same way. Like yeah. I couldn't take him out of the top ten. Look out, Ryan. Look out! Uh, all right, whatever. Let's get to JSP, and we'll, we'll come back and do some five-star questions. Transition. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we're back with our first and only guest. We have Julia Stewart-Binks of Off Air by Bet Rivers. Did I say that correctly? Oh, yes, off-, off Air. Ironically, that is On Air. Oh. It's uh, called we're, Off Air. We're a big irony podcast, so you're in the mm-hmm. right place. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a season preview. We've talked a lot about the Rangers, and maybe you've heard of them. Uh, a team that I think <laughs> is this this year a little controversial in ways of like, hey, this team got beat by the Devils. Uh, I think they're good. Projections say they're good. Uh, some, some projections have them ranking third overall in the NHL. Yes, some I just have them. saw those projections, and oh. I was just told all about them. And I think that, you know what? I think it's actually 
I think it's sorry to interrupt. No, I think please. That you might be way better than you think you are. You guys are reminding me a lot of my hometown, Toronto, Ontario. So I've, I've already it. been through this old song and dance. And so I uh, I come here with a, a lot of um, wealth of experience in this sort of situation. So I think you're better than you actually think you are. I think both teams, like both Toronto and the Rangers might be better than they think they are. Don't bring like, Toronto into this mess, okay? <laughs> what? I'm serious. Like, it's like you guys have a lot of good talent. It's sort of, I don't know if you think of this way. We kind of hate the word windows. On this, uh, this no, year no. old podcast. I hate the word windows. Sorry, Greg you say it. it all the time. I say it because I love a good narrative. But I feel like they're both sort of in the same, like, hey, how long is our window kind of period? Well, I mean, I think window, maybe we need to just come up with a new word, right? Because I love windows, um, but Big window just fan. actually windows it, itself. But I mean, like, yeah, the time, I guess you'd say like the timeline, right? Sorry, continue. My bad. What? Yeah, it's. The door. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's come up with some other thing, but I do, I, I do want to say, I think that um, Greg, you the you are so you were so funny when Ryan was on his honeymoon. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't listened to those podcasts. In case you have wondering, Ryan. No. <laughs> Greg brought up five hundred thousand times that you sent him the wrong file for the podcast, yeah, I and did, it was yeah. so good. Like the the. Man, the grudge that you held against Ryan for messing that up was wonderful. I love that you came you came back and you hit that beat and I was like, This is great. This is good material right now. So I appreciate that content. Yeah, the the part that I actually think is the funniest that I don't know if you know about it, Ryan, um our Discord was popping off about how Ryan sent the wrong file. Mostly my fault that I was outing Ryan two seconds in the show just being like, This guy's an idiot. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Ryan, that was great. It was like, throw him under the bus. Like, before you even introduce the pod, you're like, by the way, Ryan, fuck this up. Ryan <laughs> at 3.30 a.m. New York time sends me an email that says, hey, man, sending this for my phone in Japan. If you can drop this in, that'd be great. And I just remember waking up the next day being like, you want to know exactly what I'm not going to fucking do? Because you sent an email at 3.30 in the fucking morning. Drop a file into a show. Now, the show is the show, buddy. That's what it's going to be. And Happy to be back. Love the show. I love but, just, just you, the idea of you waking up to that text. I can just, I can see the steam, like, coming out of your ears right then. Just like, oh, boy. I am, yeah, I'm going to just talk about this over and over again. I, lo- I love that because that was good. You got to, I mean, accountability, right? That's what we look for. In uh, with the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I do. I, I will transition into this, Julie. Because so we did the pre we did the pre season preview with you last year, and your hot take was the Rangers were going to trade for Patrick Kane, which Ryan and I tried to pour water on the second the words came out of your mouth. But you were right. So now, I from your <laughs> perspective, from your perspective, indulge me. The Rangers, you legitimately think the Rangers are a let's just say top three team in the East. That's a Honest to God opinion you have of this hockey team. Yeah, well, first of all, let's obviously congratulate me for that prediction. It being Congratulations, correct. GSP. Uh, I, I don't even know why I didn't put money on that or something. I made a TikTok about it. I was looking back and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is whenever I come up with a good bet or a good um, prediction, that's when I don't bet. And that's when I could really use that extra cash. I think right now, after doing a little bit of homework for the first time in a long time, uh, 
the Rangers are really good. Like, I know that everyone is like, oh my gosh, like one and five after the preseason, like everything's going to crumble and we're the worst team in the world. And Greg, another shout out. I love your tweets about the preseason and about (laughs) New York fans and Mets, Jets, whatever, Yankees, like, you know, everything sucks. All this kind of stuff. It's really, I like it. It's, Ryan, you ever going to pick up the slack? <laughs> because great. apparently I'm the, Again, I'm the I'm heartbeat of the show. Uh, and also just saw the Jays just like not even score one run in, uh, or they scored one run in, in the playoffs. So uh, RIP. But I think that, okay, look, you got scoring. You got people that can score. You have like all-stars on your team. You have guys that are tough that can like bully around guys like a Truba, like a Lingren. You have goaltending. Like, if you were to build, if you were to say, like, what are the, the ingredients you needed in a team? You'd be like, okay, we need, we need, we need stars. We need scoring depth. We need, um, you know, obviously a veteran coach. We need guys that can uh, really figure out the blue line. Like, you got, you got some of the best guys in the league on there and that are developing. And then you have the best goaltender in the league. Like, I don't know. I seems think good. That, I know. On paper, it seems good. <laughs> I don't know. When I look at a lot of other teams, you can blatantly see holes. I don't, like, blatantly see a hole. I see potentially maybe areas that could be problematic if something were to go poorly or if someone wasn't to perform at the potential they could or blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Injuries, you know, that kind of thing, what happens in the season. But on paper... Very good team. Okay, so here's the problem. <laughs> um, I, I look. I think. I think the team is good. I actually think we're somehow underrated in a weird way. We, mm-hmm. ha- we have a lot of legitimate stars and and what you'd call in the NFL blue chippers, right? Like guys that are, are guaranteed to perform at a high level. Because of Benajad, Chris Kreider, Igor Sturkin, Adam Fox, Artemi Panarin. The fact that Artemi Panarin is the fifth person I mentioned there is says a lot about where the Rangers are. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, I think. And this is something I talked about on the show later, is I was looking at, I don't know if you are a list person, Julie. I am. And I can't help but look at a good list. And mm. the NHL Top 50 came out. And look, I know these lists are imperfect. They're all opinion, whatever. But the thing that really stuck out to me is that Sebastian Ajo was really the only Carolina Hurricane. And yet, the Carolina Hurricanes are by far the favorite for every single model by most pundits. And everybody loves the Hurricanes. Like, what am I missing? Because I just named five legitimate stars before I even named like people that could also be stars in this league, like a like a, a Keandre Miller and like a, a Philip Hedel. I think you can really make a good case as Ranger fans for Capo Caco taking an actual step this year. Last yeah. year, that's a whole other conversation we won't have. But the Carolina Hurricanes, um, they don't have those star players, and yet everybody loves them. Is there something I'm missing in that? I in think that, case? that um, okay, I think that. With the Carolina Hurricanes, they have more of, gosh, just like that annoying team that just smothers you, of course. It's not very flashy. It's not very exciting. It just suffocates you. So maybe not like flashy players, but also there's guys coming back this year, right? Like Shvechnikov that Mm -hmm. was injured last year. Orlov, um, you know, their goaltending is very suspect, I'm not like a massive fan of that, but they're just like a team that's. I don't. I don't necessarily think like, hey, what would we go track back to a Gallant quote or a Laviolette quote? Like you can't necessarily, or Toronto or any or Edmonton. Like you can't win based on just like the stars, right? I mean, not the Dallas Stars. Stars on your team. 
Not to confuse anybody. No, so yeah, of I course. think that, like, you know, that's that's a big thing. And also, Tony D'Angelo, let's remember that guy. He's a uh, former Ranger going back Never to Carolina. Never heard of him. Carolina. Don't know who he is. Yeah. Don't yeah. Know who. <laughs> Slightly polarizing in various different ways, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's, that's why I think a lot of people are, are hyped up on them is just that idea that, like, they are – I think they're overhyped. I think they're they are overrated. And I mean, there's many times where I think series could have gone different ways with them. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not excited necessarily about that team, right? Like, because of the fact that they lack star power. But that doesn't mean they don't win. So, I, I get the devil's hype. Like, I, I, you don't have to explain it to me. I understand. I lived it firsthand. Right. It's, it. it's, it's blowing my mind that you can't fathom how a team like the Carolina Hurricanes are considered great and good, and you root for the Tampa Bay Rays, and you don't see the similarities between these two teams. I do see it, and I want to cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, good it's point. It's team sport there, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, take Rod away, and they can finally go away. That's all I care about. Um, in terms of the East, uh, we've already kind of said it. Outside of Carolina, who should the Rangers be worried about? Well, we should, are, are we worried about already. the Sneaky Penguins? Yeah, Sneaky Penguins. So, oh man, I'm so <laughs> curious. I am I'm very, very interested this year to watch the Sneaky Penguins. I forgot, because I have a memory of a goldfish, about Eric Carlson. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, like, I love, I'm like Drew Barrymore in 51st States. I'm like, oh, every day. Like, oh, wow, yeah, Eric Carlson's on that team, like, every day. But I was listening to 32 Thoughts podcast. Shout out to Fridge and Jeff Merrick, uh, who do an amazing job. And they, I guess we're talking about the fact that Carlson really needs everything to kind of go very specifically correctly for him to succeed. One of his former coaches said that. So that means, like, He's got to be in the right place, the right time, with the right people on the ice for things to click. Which, to me, sounds like, eh, that's, you know, not always necessarily going to work out for you. And then, add in the fact that we aren't necessarily sure what kind of level uh, we're going to get from, like, a Crosby, Malkin, some of these guys that are obviously got a little wear and tear on their bodies down the stretch, too. Because, like, as long as, as long as those... Uh, MLB seasons are. I mean, like hockey is so long, right? Like that's why I don't even watch the preseason. I like kind of close my eyes. Like that. What was that? <laughs> Speaking of not remembering things, what was that show where uh, Sandra Bullock has the blindfold across her eyes? Oh, Bird Box. Yeah, yeah. Was that a movie or a show? It's a movie, movie, I believe. Movie, yeah. great. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia here on this show, and so. I felt like I feel like that with the preseason for me with like Toronto or with a lot of these places. I'm like, I don't even want to look and I'm going to I'm going to open my eyes once it comes to the start of the regular season and be like, oh, OK, what do we got? Like what what uh, hand were we dealt? And then kind of see like what is behind a lot of it, because I mean, it is good to kind of see what pieces you have, see what kind of battles and the positions and the stories. And we know all that. We know with like Will Cooley and stuff with the, with the Rangers and laugh and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then seeing guys for the Leafs, of course, like younger guys come make their, their way into the roster, but like nothing matters until this, until puck drops for the regular season. And for both of the Rangers and the Leafs, nothing matters until the playoffs. Like they can have the best seasons of their life. And I was just talking with my boyfriend who is a major Rangers fan. And I tell you, we had a real tough time during the playoffs last year when both the Leafs 
and the Rangers in the first round were playing at exactly the same time. It was like if one of our teams wasn't doing well, we would like switch it up from a computer to TV. Like, okay, like, you know, you you get the TV. Like, I'm going to switch the computer. Like, we need to change up the vibe in this room is um, that I forget my point on this one. But basically (laughs) the fact that, um, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of. uh, Oh, he said. um, Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, that they shouldn't. It would be great if the Rangers didn't come, didn't do well, basically, in their division, because then they could, like, go for a wild card spot and play someone in the Atlantic, right? Wouldn't that be great for uh, the Rangers? I mean, he's essentially, he's essentially saying at that point that he wants to play the Maple Leafs. I don't feel like that's going to be healthy for the household uh, if that happens. Um, Leafs Rangers would do numbers for the salary cap. Oh, my God. If, if, if you're looking to be in the salary cap game would for the long run. Would it I mean, be good for ratings, but you're getting rid of one original six team early. Well, this, this right? Julie, I, I'm so happy you brought that up because this is essentially Ryan's and my point every year, especially when it comes to the Atlantic. The way the NHL has structured their playoffs, they essentially guarantee every year that one of the Maple Leafs, Lightning, and Bruins will not see round two. That's right. a guarantee every yes. year. Yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. Like, give them a chance. It is very odd because it's just it's you're always seeing. I know they're trying to build the rivalries and all that, but it's just like it would be great to see a different matchup just to spice things up. You know? I, uh, just just a aside, trying to build the rivalries and then having only the Rangers now and just play three times in a season is very interesting. <laughs> it's, yeah, in the same div- in counter. the same division, it is it is interesting. Yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't go too much into my thoughts on that, on the construction of uh, that, but I think uh, I would love to go back to a 1v8 type of situation like mm. we had in the good old days for those kids that don't remember. Yeah, when. Your lips to God's ears, for sure. I, I wish that would happen. It would make the NHL a lot better. Julie, there- I, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in, right? I'm tagging Please. in. Uh, Please. Julie, you are, as you've made mention, uh, a veteran of a depressing sports town. That Your <laughs> words, not mine. I, just, just going off vibes. You've obviously seen my tweets about how down bad New York sports are. And I'm saying this on the just another terrible Giants game. The Jets, they gosh, they try. Um, and the baseball teams don't exist and the Knicks haven't tipped off yet. What advice would you have for a sports town that is used to winning all of a sudden realizing that this thing might just be a little hard? Wait, wait. Well, there's a couple of different things wrong with your wrong. Uh, the- Nothing is ever wrong. Perceived things that may perhaps have uh, some something I have a thing to say about is obviously we have to remember the Liberty are playing in the yes. WNBA finals right now against mm-hmm. the Aces. And yes. then also um, Toronto was not a winning team ever. So or a city. <laughs> we didn't in my lifetime, other than when the Blue Jays went back to back when I was like. A bit, when I was like five, um, <laughs> I hadn't really seen anyone ever win in Toronto. I didn't know what winning was. Like at least you guys have seen what winning is. As I was Yankees, five. you've seen <laughs> the you've seen the Rangers win. You've seen that. Pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's like we've seen like okay the Giants and you saw, you saw NYCFC win MLS Cup. Okay, okay move you know? on. <laughs> move on. I'm sorry, buddy. This is all, I'll, I'll accept the WNBA. We can't the MLS. That's it. I'm, I'm stopping there. Um, is it 
you obviously have very this is what's great you have very low expectations yet you always get caught up in thinking about maybe what if we're one piece away what if this were to happen i saw a ton of people online talking about the leafs having a lot of hope for them and i was like guys don't you remember like you just don't don't do it to yourself don't like don't get invested and actually this is why i love when I am getting to broadcast about them and have to be a journalist, being a hockey journalist is the best thing in the world because you can't be biased. You have to be impartial. And I love that. When I got to cover um, the Leafs and the Lightning for TNT, which has become my entire personality, by the way, back in 2022, only two games I got because I got COVID, which was literally the worst possible thing to happen to me in my career at that time Thanks. was that I was not thinking in game four Toronto versus Tampa like oh my gosh the Leafs are down three nothing in the first period like as a Leafs fan I'm thinking well Sheldon Keefe's not going to do that interview at the 15 minute mark that we scheduled like I'm thinking who I'm going to interview what I'm going to ask like it's it's a wonderful place to live because you don't have to be a fan. And then as soon as I got COVID and I had to quarantine in the, you know, I told the story probably last year, but like, you know, quarantine. And I was right outside Scotiabank Arena place, whichever it's called. Sometimes I forget. Is that this podcast will be used as like, these were the first moments we realized Julie's memory was going. Um, <laughs> is that uh, I could hear when there was a goal before it was on TV, because like I could hear the goal horn go. Oh man! And I was in quarantine. I was in jail, and I had to listen to no goal horn going when it was Tampa was up two one in the third period of Game Seven. And I remember just sitting in that hotel room, locked in that hotel room, and being like, "This, like I care now. I care." So I'd say my advice is: once you stop caring, is when they will do something that will make you care. And then, then you, then from then on, it's like either then they do it or they don't, but you just actually can't care. And that's what Greg, I think I loved about your, you, you keep, I like, I sound like I'm actually stalking you, but you are Twitter when you're like, if you are, if you are thinking anything more about preseason than just like, yay, hockey's back, like, you know, stop basically. Like you can't analyze the preseason that much. I just, like, I, I'm, I'm curious for your perspective, Julie, cause this is perfect. I, I've just never seen the takes wilder in a preseason than I have this September. Why do you, why do you guys think that is? I've never. I, I, I also haven't seen this. <laughs> I, oh. I I I think it's that one. The Devil series ended horrifically. Mm-hmm. Um, just the worst possible taste anyone could ever have in their mouth. And then two, at its true heart, at its true core, New York is a baseball city. And when both baseball teams are as god-awful as the Mets and the Yankees were this summer, I think it leaves a stink on the city that carries over. And the Jets and Giants got off to really bad starts. I I wish more people cared about the Liberty, myself included. But to me, I'm just, I'm Charlie Brown with with a rain cloud over my head every second of the day because the baseball stunk, the football has stunk, and if those two things have stunk, then surely the hockey is going to stink too. Right. It's like um, 
the all the all the lasers and like all the attention is focused now on the rangers like there's no it's like squid game that that big doll at the beginning when they're all like playing the green light red light game right and it's like now the doll sees sees the rangers like doesn't People- see any of the other all the other teams are out all the other sports are out it's like boom I'm going to focus on the Rangers now. The, oh, they suck. Oh, like, they have the best goaltender in the league. But. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do. It's their second best, maybe, if you want to make an argument, whatever. Uh, I think he's the best. But it, with the Knicks, at least, a lot of people think they're good and they can make noise. But no well, one, one really— They're one player away always, aren't they? No one really <laughs> believes they could win. And that's—, that's Maybe there's a couple people, of course. Some of them have been on this podcast, but they can't really win it. The NBA kind of has a good track record of what you need to win an NBA championship. Yeah, I, know. Can- I will say that, though, as someone, again, from Toronto. Okay, winning when the Raptors won in 2019 by, like, a random surprise of which, again, my boyfriend, the the Knicks fan, still just, like, cannot. Ka- Kawhi Leonard fathom. not a random surprise, though. Like, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. Okay, but but— Hear me out. The, ne- I never in my wildest dreams I think Kawhi Leonard was going to go to Toronto and they're going to do that. That's why I thought maybe Toronto would actually get Damian Lillard when it was like all that buzz. I was like, you know what? I don't put. Uh, I mean, anything can happen after what we saw in 2019. But I mean, I, I think he was like looking at me like your team just won the NBA Finals and they weren't even like, the, like they weren't even supposed to like be in it. And it was like, it was, they, it was, they accidentally traded for a top three player that year. And then they won. And he That's went awesome. on a run. He went on a, but he the, went on a sick run. Like it was un- like, he would just be the, you know, undertaker or whatever rise to the occasion. And just like every game. So that being said, that's why I never like in basketball too. In a lot of like places, like I, oh God, I hate making like, projections predictions because it's like who would have thought florida would have done what they did last year no you know, like, like there's always like one random team that's just like oh we're here like you we remember did- when oh. montreal made a run like oh, the montreal I mean, canadians that, okay no no we're not talking about that and also that was the well the, or no yeah that was the fake the north Oh, it was right, that they- wasn't bubble hockey that was the I know. weird 56 game you only play a team season yeah, that was that. Like Leafs played the Habs in the first round because it was like they only played Canadian teams. <laughs> sure, a- <laughs> it, it, but it, that's the weird team that could happen. I mean, I think the Habs also beat the Penguins a <laughs> year before that. So it's yeah. very, 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 very bad stuff. again. So we don't have be. to talk about them. That's true. Uh, is there a team that you think is going to be bad that's going to be good? A team that's bad. Are you a Senators believer, be I guess, is the question? Um, I'm not a Senators <laughs> believer, but I think they will be better than they were. Um, I mean, I thought they were going to be pretty good last year, to be honest. But obviously, to bring it, that didn't really work out. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be better. And I think like the new ownership and all that jazz will be, you know, breath of fresh air. And I'm not going to like that because I grew up in the era of the Leafs and Sens playing each other in the first round and Leafs always winning. Uh, and so that's just my, my background of hating Daniel Alfredson. But, uh, you know, uh, I digress. So I want to I want to pitch you on a bet, Julie, um, mm-hmm. for that you can talk about on off air. You can take this. You can be your own. The Sabres are nine to one to win the Atlantic. Oh. I think that's interesting. You don't have Vasilevsky for at least two months with the Lightning. We all think the Bruins 
They have to take some sort of step back, even if you think no, they're going to be good. I don't know if they do, yeah. Well, they're but... not going to be the greatest regular season team that hockey's ever seen before, which means they have to take a step back. How big mm-hmm. that step back is, open to interpretation. I think Bergeron leaving is going to mean a lot, uh, but we'll see. And then I think the Senators, simply because the new ownership and maybe the Canadianness of everything that goes on over there, I just think we're forgetting about the Sabres. And I'm not just saying this as a guy that's going to have to play them on opening night and is trying to set up already how not disappointed I am that the Rangers lost that game 3-2. to two. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think we're overlooking the Sabres more than we should, given I think they're, if we're going young team on the rise that might arrive a year early a la the Baltimore Orioles, I think the Sabres are that team. Honestly, Greg, I think that's that is a great prediction right there. I think they were one hundred percent overlooking the Sabres because they have been pretty bad in the past, even though they were so good like back in the olden days. I say olden days like the nineties, I guess. And <laughs> they are I mean, they have so many good pieces on that team. And like I think that, you know, they're they're also very close to Canada too, so a lot of people from southern ontario and also probably people from like i mean obviously upstate new york like like this team and that's like a hockey and buffalo bills town right like it's you you imagine that they're gonna take a step and i think like last year they became a very likable team and i say that in like the whole jeff skinner vibes that he had with the i know that not necessarily like always hit the mark on his videos that he did but like the fact that he had the confidence to lean into doing these interview things i was like man a plus like if you can do that and you are a hockey player like sky's the limit and tage thompson like rosmus stalin like these guys are are great and i think that they're gonna be sneaky sneaky good I'm scared of the Sabres, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, I actually just got really scared of the Sabres. Just, I'm, I'm <laughs> legitimately scared of them. them. Yeah, yeah Doom and gloom, that's what I do best. I uh, The Mets haven't fired anybody today, so I needed to bring somebody else down. <laughs> they uh, Drew, I have two questions left. The Rangers have five A's. Is that too much? I think everyone should get one. Like, yeah, everyone gets an A. everyone have an A? Like, because everyone has about. a role on the team, right? It could be like, you could have an A... Like, specifically for that. Okay, so what I'm now thinking that you just gave me an idea for is you are an assistant of blank. Or, you know, sorry. Yeah, you are You're the Gatorade guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, you. everyone has (laughs) their own role. Like, you are the assistant um, spirit guy. Like, hey, we need you to get the room riled up when we're down or something like that. Like, everyone should have a role, but it's like designated that's what i like it's like um okay so it, it kind of reminds me of like prefects like let's think about harry potter but like my high school growing up we would have prefects where it would be like oh you were in charge of like the um the <laughs> community service or like um social events like why don't we just give everyone on the team you're you're the guy who makes sure all the pucks are taken care of after warm-ups or practice or whatever anything like that you're the guy that makes sure that um you know nobody leaves any garbage in the locker room like just different things like that so yeah i love it let's give everyone an a 
uh, Julie, uh, Ryan and I went to American schools. If you think we had roles or community service, I have bad news for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're like, and they you're were just, really you guys expensive. are just sitting there stunned like, what? Like, yeah, next, what kind next, of... next you're going to tell well, me at the age of 12 you didn't have to worry about who was paying for your uh, health care. Are you yeah, going to drop yeah, that one on me? Yeah, we broke all those bones and we just went to the hospital and walked <laughs> out. Like... Uh, <laughs> we so laugh because it's podcast. true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greg, yeah, I have one so more if you don't mind. I'm, ha- I'm oh. happy that Adam Fox has is, is, uh, got the A. He'll be the captain one day. He'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. Also, uh, do you guys think he kind of looks a little bit like Alexi Lafreniere? Oh, Fox? Okay. Yeah. No, I just look at the boys too much. I don't think they look similar. I don't know. I, well, I, I, it, haven't, that... seen, I haven't seen Fox with like an honest-to-God goatee ever. I think that's the problem. Maybe they need the beard. Sometimes I've seen, I, our, I've I seen look Photoshop. at them, and I, I think they look kind of similar. I don't see it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I was just putting it out there. It's okay. Okay. Good. I think good. he looks like Heat Miser, Adam Fox, from that uh, from the Christmas specials. Anyway. Um, from the what? The, I'll, I'll post it. Uh, whatever. I'll from you'll the, see From it. what Christmas specials? Uh, yeah, I, I think no, was, hold on. Let's investigate this further, Ryan. <laughs> okay. What the hell are you talking about? Heat Miser. Let's see. It is. Uh, oh, is that not his name? God damn it. No, it's Heat Miser song. It's from Santa Claus, the 1974 Christmas special. No. Anyway. What are um, you talking about? I like how you glossed over that one, too. Just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Like, from the Christmas <laughs> specials. And, it's like uh, Heat Miser. It's just, you know, 1974. No big deal. Heat Miser. Uh, okay, well, I'm sure somebody listening to this is just yelling, being like, guys, don't you know the Heat Miser from the Santa Claus in 1974? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I think <laughs> I've made you that know, comparison. You want to know what me and Adam Fox have specifically in common, though? <gasps> Neither of us watched a Christmas special growing up. There's also I oh. promise you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it you is. know what? I just googled it, and I I I see what you're talking about. Thank you. I'm not. Uh, I think the heat miser and I also have a similarity, and it's that we have a very chiseled jaw. <laughs> a chiseled jaw again. <laughs> so that's uh, that's an Adam Fox quality. Yeah. Brady Schneider right? also in the chiseled jaw gang. Um, yeah. My final so. question. This is it. <laughs> uh, this season, there's always a player who is kind of on the market to be traded. It becomes the only thing we talk about last year. It was Patrick Kane, which you so aptly called he would go to the Rangers, and he did. Uh, this year, I believe it to be Elias Pettersson. Am I incorrect? Honestly, I don't know. Um, that's a you, you guys just brought out Jeopardy category I hadn't been prepared for. Um, uh, <laughs> sure, let's say... Elias Pettersson for 1000 Okay, so do you, let me... I'll go against whatever you guys think. I think he's the only actual target that can be traded that is a legitimate star this year. In terms of star power, and it can actually make a 1C difference. But everyone else, the contracts just are too big and can't get moved, and the NHL is too stingy. Because he only has a year left. I I, I think it's too hard to do a Pedersen trade in season. I truly believe that. I Especially... Every, no team's got money this year. No, That's, like no one has money. I, Although, did you guys see the whole Martin Jones thing as a Toronto um, person, like that he had like a a portion of a clause in his contract that he it would be triggered like a hundred thousand dollars that he would get paid uh, before clearing waivers. Like any team that would pick him up at this point in the season would also have to pay an extra hundred thousand dollars. He cleared waivers, so it's hmm. like this really kind of like the credit to the Leafs for putting him on waivers when they did because then any team would have to pay that extra $100,000 which no one has 
Yeah, no one is it insane to tell you that no one has the extra hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, goddamn, we're talking about a professional sports league, and we're like, yeah, they don't have six figures; they just can't do yeah. it. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it, it just we, depresses. We need to actually do like a GoFundMe for like NHL teams right now. No, but it's it's just so depressing. Wouldn't I, that be I, wild? Like, Julie, Julie you were listening <laughs> to Thirty Two Thoughts as well, and like again, the fact that the the Oilers are going to play opening night undermanned because they can't pay people. Like, that's just ridiculous. What are we doing? What is this Well, I league? guess it's – well, listen, I guess it's like fantasy. Like, you know, if you – I'm in a two-quarterback fantasy league. I spent a lot of money on Josh Allen last year, which was great. But, like, I, did I have anyone else on the team? No. Like, that was my fault. I paid a, one guy a lot of money and then had a whole bunch of nobodies. So, you know, basically the NHL and professional teams are a lot like fantasy. So <laughs> you have to <laughs> – you got to be able to manage your money, manage your uh, books. It just it depresses me so much that next year we're rooting for the salary cap to get to $87 million, which might be able to afford one Damian Lillard by the end of his contract. And that's also sad about this year is like everyone's kind of like, well, this year's a bit of a throwaway year for a lot of guys because like the salary cap goes up next year. It's like, well, then why are we even playing hockey this year then? Like... Uh. Sports. Like, I don't want to have a throwaway year. Like, I could die any day now. Like, you know, it's just like we need to make the Facts, most bro. of the time. Total uh, Julie, no guest has ever related to Ryan and I more by simply saying, I could die tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. It's true. Like, Julie, like, I need this fucking cop, man. Cars are – I'm always driving. I'm on a plane tomorrow. You don't know. No. Uh, it's, it's you don't like, know. I can't wait another year for something to count or matter. Like – Hello, we just had a global pandemic where we were, like, cleaning off our groceries. Like, did we expect that? No. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't wait a, a year. That's why I need this cup. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I cannot thank you enough for anything you'd like to plug. Uh, well, I thank you guys for having me on. I love, uh, I love chatting about, you know, existential crises and anxiety. Oh, yeah. And I also am – I wanted to leave you, I think – I think – I think you guys maybe going in with very low expectations is very good because then what you'll always be pleasantly surprised. And I think that the Rangers are going to be better than the doom and gloom that we're hearing right now. However, that is if everything goes perfectly. So (laughs) that has to happen. No injuries have to happen. And you asked me what I wanted to plug. Um, not really what I, not any sort of weird, um, cryptic messages about the Rangers is what I did instead, but I'm sorry, yes. my, my apologies. Hey, do you want to say any weird cryptic me- <laughs> Rangers messages and plug what you do? Seeing as it's Halloween, let me tell you a, 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 a weird, scary story. Okay. But then also, yes, I would like to plug, yeah, off air. Um, that's my show where we talk about things that are like off air as in people's careers or things that people say while they're not on air you know how people always say hey we talked about this off air so i thought i will make a show that is about things that people talk about when they're not on air i can't wait till this podcast ends we're gonna tell you so much ironically it's (laughs) on air so um but yeah it's on apple um spotify wherever your podcast ends uh the bet rivers youtube sweet all right we'll be back with uh, more five-star questions thank you to julie we'll be right back transition all right, we're back. Uh, great interview with JSB. Thank her so much for coming on. I want to do some five-star questions. If you want to leave a five-star question on the show, you can go to our Discord, become a Patreon subscriber, as we do BSBOTs every single weekend of the season. You get to list of post-game reactions and more. 
from lovely us. And, and uh, not to mention the bullshit that I've just been up to recently. Yeah. Also, Greg does Gambling for Greg and a bunch of other podcasts. It, it honestly is a full podcast network by just Greg. Um, let's, let's read some of these now. We'll go through some of these pretty quick. This is from our friend Fitz. Do you think Chris Ball should, should come off the bench or start? Oh, I think he should start just so he so Fitz can be angry from the jump. Yeah, I think uh, I just want Fitz to throw up every single day. Uh, this is from Batshaw. The Liberty are in the WMB files. Can we do a BSB meet at the parade if they win to show our New York pride? I don't know if I will be. I, I haven't watched the Liberty. I don't know if that's a sin or not. Uh, I heard, I, I heard I a conspiracy. I was listening to Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal today. As they I did do. a conspiracy theory on the Liberty. That Well, they did one on the WNBA. Okay. I'm interested. There's, their conspiracy theory is that the NBA is, for some reason, still trying to bury the WNBA. What? Now, uh, my, I had the same it's reaction. It's their product. They pay for it. You would think. At the same time, they've had three weeks off between semifinals and finals, and they played game one heads up against NFL Sunday. So okay. when, when you start that's saying a, it out loud, like, when you start saying it out loud, you're like you know, picking up some things here that I'm, I too have questions about this series for one, couldn't start two weeks ago and two couldn't start on, I don't know, a Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. It's it, pretty rough. It made me think for a second as for this question, I, I've tried with the WNBA. I have, I think for me, it's simply that. I can never in the regular season, I would have to cut back on the New York Mets and that is just a disease and a sickness. Yeah. Like, so you know that's, you are. this isn't a decision I'm making to actively watch the Mets. That's an addiction that I am feeding on a daily basis. And then when it gets to the postseason, by that point in time, NFL is back. I'm a big college. I'm a true believer that you can only honest to God, give a shit at most about four sports teams at one time. This is actually, I'm so glad you said that. Four sports teams is my max, and that's where I'm at. So for me, when the WNBA is playing, I usually have the Mets. And then when the WNBA gets series, I have the Mets, college football, NFL football, and then either Premier League, uh, if Southampton is in the league, which they're not, but hey, we're, we're getting some points. Or, quite frankly, getting ready for just the inevitability that is the Rangers. I just got too much. Rangers, Rays, Liverpool. I watch a lot of sumo. I, yeah, and the funny thing is, we went to a college where the only sport I could give a shit about was our women's, women's college basketball They were team. fucking awesome. They were yep. a unit, Ryan. They were incredible. The best sporting event I saw throughout college was when, for some reason, Oklahoma, with Hakeem Olajuwon's daughter, came to the McCann Center our junior year. And we almost and they were a top ten team, and we almost fucking beat them. And it, like it, it's a core memory for me. That game was electric. This this uh, question is for Toaster Daddy. If the Rangers do poorly enough to get Drury ousted at the end of the season, what is the last move you want under his control? Mine would be moving Laugh if Laugh doesn't work out. If anyone's getting an asset, it's him. It's him that would surprise us. Uh, AKA he'd be the best out of it. I don't think Drury's going anywhere. They would really need to be a fucking disaster, and it would be a shock if they were. They Even would need that, to be a disaster think... or something catastrophic has to happen to the sphere. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. I blame Jury for that. This is from M. Sen. What kinds of things do you think the NHL could be doing better to grow the game? What kind of things do you think other sports leagues that are doing that the NHL should take a page from? Uh, so the next question, by the way, is from our friend Mesa Spades. On a scale of 1 to 10, how little would the NHL advertise someone like Taylor Swift dating Connor McDavid? I think these two questions are related. <laughs> uh, uh, very little. They would... 
Taylor Swift would do all the marketing for them. I think that's uh, the other question from him said is what is the biggest pain points of NHL marketing? It's like the players don't get enough exposure. And I think that's a big part of it. But I think and part of it is long, long been the players don't want the exposure. I did listening to 32 thoughts here today. Bedard's going on McAfee tomorrow before yes, the Blackhawks game. Yep. That's, that's huge. huge. That's huge. You don't have to like McAfee. I'm 50. I love him on college game day, but I would never watch the Pat McAfee like show. There you go. Uh, he's not on SmackDown anymore. Do you know that? He, he uh, did an intro this week for John Cena. He did. Well, that wasn't SmackDown. That was Fastlane. Sorry, my apologies. Get your shit together. Sorry, my apologies. Which, by the way, he deserves credit for. He did game day for the Red River rivalry, then did a live broadcast of that game a la Manning cast, then got on a plane and went to Fastlane in Indianapolis. Dude hustles. No, no doubt. Dude hustles. But Whatever you want to say. He's important. If, if, if you want the NHL to get marketed more... Bedard on a game day going on Pat McAfee fucking matters. It does that you, you need to do things like that where you branch out, but I don't know how many times does someone, which DeMello or whoever the fuck is Trevor Zegras dating that I'm supposed to care about. Part of this problem, Ryan is I can't relate to what the fuck is going on in the world anymore. Yeah, I'm too old. I can't do it. This isn't a me thing. We need, we need a younger, we need 26 year old us to figure this out. Not us now. It's totally different. Yeah. I, I just, but I don't know. Dixie? Is that a DeMello? That sounds like a DeMello. Sure, Who's I a DeMello? No How are they who, famous? I literally don't know who they are. And I know that's so old of me. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no idea. It just is uh, so confusing. Old men stuff. So this is Trinity of Misery. Uh, not a commentary on the preseason because I haven't watched. Johnny Laz here. Uh, is Mika <laughs> a true, <laughs> sorry. Is Mika a true first line setter or just an elite power play present? This is great asset to the team, but I feel like his 5v5 play leaves a lot to be desired. I think this has kind of been the knock on the Rangers just in general for the last three years. I think Mika has the 5v5 ability. He has scored the most 5v5 goals of any Ranger. It's not like he doesn't have the ability to do it. It's just sometimes they don't... Look, I can't really blame the defensive players he's playing with. He's always usually playing with Adam Fox at that point in time. Uh, He does rotate, and they they have a lot of great ability. But I'm not going to say Mika Mika is a first-line center. In the league. There's well, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, once, once, how many times do I have to do the rant? Is he one of the 32 best centers in the league? If the answer is yes, that means he's a first-line center. Yeah, he's one of the 10 best. So, there you go. Is that, he's no worse than 15. Yep, that's the latest he is. Uh, this is from Jay White. Over under 103 points for the Rangers this season. I will go... 103 is a good number. Ah, uh, yeah. Because my gut reaction was like 102. Nah, take- 105 feels... If the Rangers don't get 105, I might be like, hmm, what went wrong this year? Team's really good. I think team's actually underrated in some ways. It's weird because Dom has them third overall, and then I, we think they're kind of like ninth. Go look back and listen to BSBOT last week if you're interested. It's on Patreon. Um, this is from Sid with, Hi, Ryan. I'm sure by the time you read this, Greg will have already dunked on the Rays and their no. fan performance <laughs> in two games, but I need to dance on the grave a bit. What happened to the Rays forget how to play? What is defense? And also, what's it like being a bigger Rays fan than anyone actually living in Florida? Hmm. Here's, here's the thing, Ryan. Yes. Is it more embarrassing that we're, people, me included, directly to you, have yeah. been dunking on the Rays for the fact that nobody saw them lose than how in which they lost? It's actually like people, I, I, it's pathetic that they couldn't draw the fans. And it's also pathetic that they're building a stadium right next to where they can't draw the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way they lost is, guys, is strictly worse. It is, it is. Like, I know the Rangers lost in seven games this series to the Devils. They lost in seven games. Yes, they they lost badly in three of those games in ways I would like to forget, but they won three of the games as well. The Rays were non-competitive as a 99-win team. Mm. Non-competitive, didn't score a, scored one run 
one run. They fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Brendan Lowe comes out, Lau comes after her and just goes, it's a positive. Now we're all pissed off. Oh, cool. Finally. Great. Cool. So happy you're pissed off now. See you next season when we win 90 games and go to the playoffs and lose in the first round. Awesome. Does it make you angrier that this Rays season happened or that you own the fifth overall pick in a four-player draft? Uh, next question is from Cole. <laughs> no, question. And the, the Rays one is worse, to be honest. Um, oh, you're going to fuck that pick up so much. That's all I know. It doesn't matter who I pick. They're going to suck. Yeah, um, I know. I know. I'm so excited. Please don't take them, Matt. Like, this just is, don't yeah. don't touch Colin Houck, all right? Leave him alone. Oh, this is such a silly question because you know the answer, bro. The, which which Ranger has a secret dark side? What did they get into? Dude, we're not answering this question. Well, no, because <laughs> here's the thing. Chris Kreider is not a secret. Mm, okay. Did you, did you see? Oh, my God. I meant to uh, – there was a story of how, like, someone bought – Someone bought a puppy that was giving him a hard time, and Chris Kreider talked, talked to, to the dog. <laughs> I think it was Stepon. Yeah, I thought best tweet that out. Yeah, yeah, un- awesome. unreal. That guy's a fucking loon. I, but who's the secret dark side? I think Heedle. I think something's going on there. Yeah, this, we're going to find out about Hito because I think he's going to be a real talkative fella uh, once all the vets leave. By the way, we have five A's now. So. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I'm sure we talked about that with Julie. I'm sure we talked about it I'm with sure Julie. we talked about it. Yeah, talk, yeah right. for um, sure. We only have time for two more real quick before we got to go for not our guest because the end of the show for sure not to record our guest. Uh, my Dog Farts asks, we all agree Kreider and Hito are the top two Rangers forwards in terms of speed. Who is the third fastest? You know what's funny? I was going to say Jimmy VC, and then he's not in the lineup anymore. Yeah. I think Panarin's pretty fast, guys. I think he's quick. He's yeah. Shifty. Agile. Yeah. No, a straight line skating? I'm not really too sure. The Rangers no, don't I'm really lying. have it. I'm not. I'm like, it's Keiondre Miller. Never mind. I the Rangers don't really have a uh, Devon A-chain. A-chan, let me tell you. Keiondre Miller is the third person. There you go. Uh, I think that's it for now. The rest of the questions are a little bit too oh, We got one more. Uh, this is from Brettley. The Rangers' first game of the season, Sabres on Rick Je- Jeanette Knight. Uh, Rick Jeanneret. Fucking... Jeanneret. I'm sorry. Yeah, With Zach Benson making his NHL debut. The Rangers' second game is Adam Fantilli's debut. The Rangers' third game is Logan Cooley. It kind of writes itself, doesn't it? What he's saying is all these players are going to score their first goals against the Rangers. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But they're yeah. not playing a rookie goalie, so I'm confident they'll win some of them. All right. Let's uh, end the show. If you want to follow me on t- on Twitter, you could go uh, over. Uh, I think it's follow. called X now. By I, the way. I made a declaration. I'm just going to call it Twitter from now on. Fuck it. Have you, uh, okay, but we'll end on this note, and then I'll let you do all this. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I get that it's X now. At what point will we stop writing the articles that say X, comma, formerly known as Twitter, comma? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the we re-branding. know. I think we fucking know. We get it. Everybody knows. Yeah. Like that was the, the whole point of rebranding was to get rid of Twitter and do some other stuff and try and make it into a different app. I don't want to get into the whole strategy. Who gives a shit? Uh, but it's called Twitter. That's what it is. Mm. So, so. Mm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly Media. You can follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. We'll be back with BSBOT Thursday night after the first game. And there's plenty to keep you entertained before then. A Mama Mia podcast, oh, Gambling Mama with Greg. Mia. All right. You're not going to be on that one. No. It's a, the Mama Mia cast is a five-person show. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm bringing a lot of people on for it. I have a lot of questions. What is wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's end the show. I love you guys. Bye. Hey, it's the end of the show. So I always thank the NHL Insider Club members because it's my favorite place to talk hockey on the internet. And I'm not just saying that because it helps sponsor this show. I think actually a lot of them would tell you. I wish I had like a testimonial section. It's actually not a bad idea, Ryan. Testimonials for the NHL Insider Club. Best place to talk Rangers hockey on the net. Not even close. 
And sometimes we get scoops, legitimately. And it's weird when we do. Not a lot of scoops this summer. Straight up, hands up. Well, there was nothing to talk about. It's like, will Will Cooley make the team? Awesome, he did. That's as far as it went. But this is the time of the year. Things start to heat up yet again, and we will see what could happen next. So without further ado, let me mispronounce a bunch of names. And actually, I read some messages that people sent me a long time ago on how to pronounce their names, and I somehow ignored them. Very good host, Ryan. Very good host. Adam Cassie, Adam Cohen, Adam Curtulo. Adam Keach, Alex Kramer, Alex Flynn, a- Al- Alex Gardner, Amber Cohenberger, Andrew Rahner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Mo- Monturo, Anthony Tanagretta. Anthony sent me a message like in July on how to pronounce his name, and I didn't do it until now, and I still don't know if I did it correctly. Anthony, I'm so sorry. Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Brett Bre- Lomayer, Bill Olson, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum. I hope you enjoyed me mispronouncing it anyway. Brett Granger, Brett, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian, Brian Doherty. Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Brian Farrell, Cassidy, Cassidy Rollman, Chris, Chris Finelli, Chris Haru, Chris Hedges, Stellwagen, Cogger, Damage, Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dezen, David Narod, and David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Eric Stagg, Garrett Reynas, Greg talks about the Mets during sex, Gretzky, Gareth McFly, Hayek waivers happened before Ryan watched Miracle. I still haven't watched Miracle. The season has started. I lied about that as well. Harrison Hesco, Hill, Vanilla, Hippie 29, Jack Bagley, James Mascara, Jerry and Marquez, Jason Stumer, Jason Zembraski. Doing pretty good with the names today. Timmy Mack, John Hardesty, Johnny Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Best Shape of My Life. That's just me talking about myself. I'm not actually, though. Jordan, Josh Keshtabom, Josh White, welcome. Chris from Florida, Leszek Gronowski, Lou Giordano, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kahn, Meepal the Cat, Mike Koenig, Mike Bucklaw, Mike Manascu, Mike Pasternak, Nate Hanafi, Neil Grover, Nicholas DeNicola, other slash Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Pavel, Kojutriyah, oh, Pavel, I'm so sorry, dude. You got to teach me. You got to teach me, buddy. Phoenix, I used to say it. Now I get now I get nervous. Phoenix Edition, PJ Sparrow, well, Pro Logics Gamer, Randy Tester, Schweingart, Tagda, Seamus. You used to have a lot of trouble with that one, too. The Drop BK, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Tedeschi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, two first names, Tori Manhattan, Vinny Brocco, Vinny Hay, Wayne E., Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Bark, 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 bark. We're back. We're so back. I think the Rangers are underrated. I don't know how I feel about this team. I really do think they're the ninth best team, and I think that's a perfect spot. Because I think if you're the best team, you're destined to lose. Watching the MLB this week has kind of confirmed that for me. If you have a really great regular season, you're not going to win the playoffs. Which is probably not true statistically. I'm sure hockey stat miner was probably yelling or something like, hey, all these president's trophies, blah, 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 have won. They're good teams, whatever. Who cares? Let's just win a couple games. Let's see some actual hockey, and let's come back to things we don't have to theorize about. We can actually react to good old, old-fashioned, did this team win or not, and what the hell went wrong? My favorite. Year number eight doing this podcast. Hopefully we're veterans at this point. Thank you to all our guests in the past and all our guests in the future and all those who support us. Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway, Support our ass, and we will be here all season long. All right. That's the end of the show. Love you guys. Talk to you soon, and let's go Rangers. Bye.